Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Welcome to another edition of the What is Truth radio show. Here in studio, Dr. Michael Caesar going to be with you for the next hour, every Sunday morning, an hour of searching the scriptures to find what is truth. And, and often what we do is we look for the spiritual and the eternal truths. But this week we have a, a guest whom we've had on before. We're going to look at some social truth and try and wed it to some historical truth, which actually is rooted in the Bible. And we're looking at the current events of what's going on in the Middle East. And our guest this week is our good friend, uh, Pastor Ed Luongo from the Calvary Bible Church. Brother Ed, good to have you. Good to be here. And, you know, we see this going on every day. Uh, the news is filled with the things going on in the Middle East, particularly this war right now between the nation of Israel, this little tiny nation of Israel, and a group of, they call, they call them some Hamas, Hamas. Uh, a Palestinians, supposedly. Yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, you can't escape it if you've been um, awake for the last uh, couple of weeks. I mean, you will have seen it over and over and over again on the, yeah. uh, in the newspapers, on the radio, on any news channel, whether it's cable news channel, um, you'll hear it talked about in, in college campuses, um, schools. Uh, people are talking about what's going on right now in the land of Israel. Sure. Uh, also um, known by some as Palestine. And and this thing started on October 7th, which I think was the anniversary of uh, the 1973 war. Yes, that's and my so understanding. It's the 50-year anniversary. That started on October 7th also. And, uh, you know, you wonder sometimes, these uh, two people groups that seem to be at odds, uh, enmity between the two of them, as the Bible would talk about, the enmity that God said was going to occur between the nation Israel and uh he actually was saying the children of the devil is what God was calling them. But this enmity that goes on, we think of it as uh, going back maybe to 1948. And I have uh, here, this is an, an issue of, it's called, look at this, the Palestine Post in, in Jerusalem, Sunday, May the 16th, 1948. The state of Israel is born. And it was in 1948 when uh, the Jews uh, were recognized as a nation by the United Nations, and they uh, declared their independence after World War II, and they began returning to the homeland. And shortly after that, uh, a number of Arab nations, Egyptian invasion began immediately. Immediately, five uh, nations, yeah, I believe. Yeah, fought them right away. And you think, well, this has been going on since 1948. But actually, we're looking at the Bible You've got evidence here in the Old Testament. This conflict is thousands of years old. Yeah, it goes back much, much further. The um, Interesting, you know, people sometimes ask me, what's your proof that the Bible's right? 
that the Bible is true, that the Bible is God's word. And one of the things that I often say to them, I say it's the nation of Israel. Amen. The nation of Israel, and, and as we'll discuss here this morning, um, over the next hour, the nation of Israel has had such a long history, which we'll uncover in the scriptures here, uh, but for 2,000 years, before that 1948, for almost 2,000 years, the Jews didn't have a place to call a homeland. Sure. They didn't have a place for their sacrifice or for yeah. their priesthood. They didn't have a priest with an ephod. All these things they were lacking, and yet, where are they today? In the land that was promised to them in the scriptures, all the way back in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. Amen, amen. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. It is interesting. I, I think a sociologist did some study about uh, people groups when their nation is destroyed and they have to move to other nations and assimilate in, and they lose their identity right. within two generations. Yeah, actually, the way I start that conversation is, is I usually say to somebody, well, I'll give you a proof of the Bible. I said, where are the Hittites? Yeah. Where are the Hivites? Sure. Where are the Jebusites? Mm -hmm. Where are the Israelites? Sure. I know where they are. <laughs> right, right. Right. And, and those were all groups. Contemporary were groups. Back then together. Yeah, thousands of years Written ago. in the scriptures. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, brother, show us some of the things that you've been able to uncover in your Bible research. I know there's been a lot of good men. Uh, Dave Hunt, Zola Levitt, a lot of people have done a lot of work looking at this and you kind of pulled it together. A, a lot of work in... Um, we'll go back in a moment. I just want to read one passage of scripture from Zechariah chapter 12 to show the contemporary uh, nature of what's going on today. And this and is the Old Testament this prophet. This is the Old Testament prophet, Zechariah. And he's writing about 400 and something years before almost, the birth of almost Christ. Almost 500 years before yeah. Christ was born. Okay. And he says, and says this, the burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord. Yep. which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Now watch this in chapter 12, verse 2. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Interesting. So there's a wonderful prophecy of God saying that this little place, Jerusalem, I don't know how many square miles it is. It's not a very big place. No. But this one place, Jerusalem, the whole world will be in some manner concerned about this little city uh, named Jerusalem, the city of God, the and city you of David. Think of all the meetings at the UN and all the resolutions at the UN that deal with the nation of Israel and particularly the city of Jerusalem. What's right. going to be the capital? Who's going to have the east side of it? Who's going to have the west side of it? Oh. Right. They uh, actually want to make try to make an international city out of it. I mean, who... who with, with, you know, who does that? But anyway, uh, I don't want to. So, so there is a contemporary uh, from the Old Testament 500 years ago, contemporary Amen. look at what's going on today. But really, the story of Israel begins back way back in the book of Genesis. All right. Now we're going back now to we're the going beginning all the way back. of beginnings. We're looking 
2,000 plus years before the birth of Christ. Oh, yes. We're going 1,500 years before yes. Zechariah. And for a moment, just to remind folks of what what's going on here, I'm going to remind them by going back even further. Yeah. This is back to um, the events in the garden, just briefly. The Garden of, of Eden, Adam, Eve, yep. and, and Satan showed up. And um, there was, in the Genesis chapter number 3, um, the Lord, I'll just read it uh, you know, quickly. We don't have to spend a lot of time. But I want to remind people what's going on here. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Chapter 3, verse 1. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree of the uh, the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat it of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. It's For exactly God, the opposite of what God said. It's exactly the opposite. He said, You shall surely God die. God said uh, in the prior chapter, If thou eatest in the of it, thou shalt surely die. Two seventeen. So here he is saying. 180 degrees opposite yeah. so one sh chapter showing later. Showing Satan, uh, Lucifer is a liar from the beginning. Yeah. Contrary to God. Contrary to God. Okay. And he throws out the carrot and he says, look, if you eat of this tree, you're going to be just like gods. Okay. Little G, little G gods. <laughs> and the woman takes the bait. Yep. Okay. She she flubs the serve and she she takes of that fruit and their eyes are open. Her husband, Adam, comes in. He sees what's going on. He takes the fruit also and sin enters into this world. Sin. And with sin, a whole new vocabulary enters into this world. Death, for sure. instance. I mean, sure. you know, the Lord wasn't planning on Disease, death. Disease, disorder, uh, yeah, uh, discontentment, all, all the things all that come with things. it. Sure. And then to get to our point of our discussion, and then God says in the same chapter, verse 15, he makes a promise. He says, I will put enmity between thee the and the woman, talking about talking to the serpent, between the serpent and the woman, and between thy seed, Satan, your seed, and her seed, yep. it, her seed, shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So this is where man sins, and God says, I have a plan. Yes. And then he said, I need to put this plan in motion. And so the Lord begins to work through time and history to call a man, to make a nation, to call forth the Messiah, yes. Jesus Christ. And and he said the woman, and later on we learn in the Bible that the woman in the Old Testament is the nation Israel. Yes. And 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 through the woman Israel, I, I don't know why he makes it female, but through that nation is going to come the seed of the woman, which will be the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Amen. And that's the connection between this Old Testament and the New Testament. And right in the middle of that is the nation of Israel. Yes. Because they were chosen by God, not because they were special. He chose them because he loved them. Yes. And he decided that through that nation, he was going to bring forth that Messiah. But he had to do it through people. And he, and he said there's going to be a perpetual enmity that's like a war, like a hatred between the the serpent, the devil, and his seed. These are the people that follow the devil. Children of the devil. The children of the devil. That's right. That's yeah. what Jesus yeah. called them. You're of your father, the devil, he yep. said to those religious leaders. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and God's children. So then this battle continues today, and we see evidence of it right now uh, with what's going on in... Um, in Jerusalem today. And, and and again, getting back to the types, just to make sure, in the Old Testament, we saw that the children of God in the Old Testament were the nation Israel, 
and the children of God in the New Testament are the born again Christians. So Good. God has two testaments. He has two groups of children and uh, he's adopting and making a big family. Amen. Okay. That's right. It's a big family. And if we um, now, I think we, we were talking about a couple thousand years before Christ is born. Right. In chapter 12 of Genesis. There we go. Want to take a look there. And uh, we can read through and just comment those first few verses if, uh, where God is now going to begin to put his plan in place to bring forth the Messiah, and he's going to choose now a man. Yeah, and, and here it says in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, uh, not in the, in the 11th chapter, there was a whole mess. They yeah. made the Tower of Babel. Everybody was rebelling against God, and God's looking at this, and, and after separating them, it says in chapter 12, now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I, the Lord, will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I mean, I think of the seed again of the woman that's Jesus going to bless all the yes. families of the world with his work. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that blessing that's going to come and here it is, it's going to come through Abram who was later named Abraham by God. Yes. And it's going to come through this man and uh, it's going to come through his seed, yes. physical seed. And eventually the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be born of a physical seed of a woman and and uh, is going to uh, be the blessing to the earth by bringing salvation to everyone who would believe. So what we're reading here, folks, is we're reading history. This isn't some allegory or poetry or parable. He's saying, God is saying, let me show you the history of what happened. The Tower of Babel occurred. And over there in the east, I called a man out of that mess by the name of Abram. I think what God saw in his heart was someone probably looking at the whole mess and going, I don't quite agree with what's going on here. And it says the Bible, God looks on the heart. And so God says, you leave and you come to a land that I will show thee. And in verse 7, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, unto thy seed will I give this land. And then in thanksgiving, Abraham built an altar to the Lord. Yeah, amen. And, yeah. and God makes this um, promise, a number of different promises here, and we're going to see, as we will walk a little further um, through the scripture here, we'll see that this is going to be passed on to his children. Amen. Specifically, he'll tell you who those children are. Yep. Um, but one of those promises, which again will unfold through the scripture, which is a great historical uh, reference for us, um, will be the promise of a land. Correct. And God is able to make the, that promise of the land because he owns everything. Um, and, and he does it in, in the form of what's called a covenant. Yes. Which is, which is an amazing thing. That's like a, a promise made by God. And the Bible tells us, Old and New Testament, God is a covenant-keeping God. He doesn't break his promises. It's a Honestly, promise. brother, just looking at you and me and our life, I know there's a few promises I've broken in yeah, my life. Absolutely, man. I know me about too. your good man. No, me too. <laughs> but, but God is, is a covenant-keeping God. And when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him again. Again, he said, I am the almighty God. Verse 7, this is chapter 17. I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations 
It's an everlasting covenant. I will be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein right now thou art a stranger. All the land, he calls it, of Canaan, for it will be an everlasting possession. I will be their God. And he's making the promise in that chapter that he's going to give it to his son, 21. My covenant I'm going to establish with your son, Isaac. Yes. Not with Ishmael. Not with Ishmael. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and if I'm looking at that uh, chapter, chapter 17 that you're talking about, and I'm not sure if I wrote them all down here, but I see the word covenant in there. Three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen different times. I may have missed one or two. Wow. But God is a solemn promise keeper. He is, Absolutely. keeps his promises. And he said that that land that we call uh, Israel is called Canaan land. Back Originally, then. that's what it was. it was. Yeah, it was uh, Canaan's land. And yeah. in particular, the, the city of Jerusalem was uh, what? A was Jebusite. A, a Jebusite city. Yeah. It so, turns out there was a man named Canaan. You can read about him in Genesis 10 around the time of the Tower of Babel. This man lived in that area. His son Jebus yeah. was a man. He gave the city that we called Jerusalem to him. Yeah. So we're reading history. See, the Bible's a great history book. It is. I think sometimes we don't, we think of it just as a religious book with maxims for do good and, and it doesn't want you to do good, but it's got great history in here. And if you want to get the roots of truth, you got to go back to this book. Absolutely. It all, it really does all start and end with this book. Um, when I tell people sometimes to read the Bible that, um, show some interest they're surprised the first time they read through it and they said they just can't believe all the history that's in here <laughs> like i thought this was a religious book well it is a religious book but it's a it's a god book and he does what he wants through time and history also and and there are archaeologists who've searched out these areas yes. and looked for artifacts and found inscriptions that line up with the very things that God said. Absolutely. So it's been verified by geology, archaeology, paleontology, but folks All like those that. Things. Yeah. yeah, no, there's not been one find that has ever contradicted the scripture. That's right. I remember reading that yeah. in a book, The yeah. Stones Cry Out, it was called. The Stones a great Cry book. Out, yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. yeah, there's not one thing. And so uh, God is confirming this uh, covenant with this man and his seed afterward, and Amen. he's doing it again for the same reason that we started with. He wants to bring forth the Messiah. Yes. He wants to bring forth the Savior of the world the, because yeah. sin has entered in and sin brings death with Yes, it. yes. So let's never forget that that's the, what's going on here. That's the purpose. That and and the later purpose. on he told the psalmist, uh, uh, the psalmist, um, Ethan, the Ezraite, in Psalm 89, regarding a covenant, he said, My covenant will I not break. I will not alter the thing that has got out of my lips. I have sworn by my holiness. Amen. And that's that's a holy God. That's a good God. That's as good as you can get. You can't get any better promises than that. No, you cannot. <laughs> so we had there in uh, um, a man called out, uh, Abram, yep. later named Abraham. And we see in that same Genesis chapter 17, we're going to see the confirmation of the covenant to one of his sons. If um, you want to read a little bit there, uh, starting in verse 15. Where say, are we? Where, which, I'm sorry, Genesis 17, 15. Absolutely. And so, and then God uh, said unto Abraham, has for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah 
shall her name be. In the same chapter, he had changed Abraham's name back in the fifth verse. Your name won't be Abraham anymore. I want you to be called Abraham. It was Abram to Abraham. God gave him a new name. I think that's interesting that that God does that. It says, just moving to the New Testament, that when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, he writes our name in a birth certificate book up in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. And I think he gives us a new name up Amen. there. Amen. We sing a hymn, there's a new name written down in glory. Now, I know it means another person, but, <laughs> Amen. but uh, yeah, no, I think so too. That, that's us, good. He gives us a name that really tells who we are. And so, so he changes her name to Sarah, which means princess. He changed his name to Abraham, which means the father of many nations. And then he says in verse 16, and God says, and I will bless her and I will give thee a son of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And so the promise is something is a, a particular son is promised to her. Yes. And as we read on here in uh, verse number 17, then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? See, he was an old man. Yeah. And, and uh, shall Sarah, that is 90 years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael, ah, Ishmael might live before thee. Now we probably need to introduce briefly Ishmael his son. Um, and this was his son. If you remember, God promised a seed to come. And when the seed didn't come to Sarah, Sarai or Sarah, now Sarah, um, Sarah took her bondmaid, her, yeah, uh, is it bondmaid? Is that the Let word you used? see. Servant, Hagar, her maid. Servant, maid. Her okay, Egyptian maid. Her, her maid and uh, gave her to Abraham to bring forth seed, uh, not following, um, you know, the Lord's um, desire, but this is what they did. Well, I, I almost kind of understand. I mean, sure. she was an old lady and she was thinking God made a promise that we'd have a child and I'm too old. I mean, I remember McGee said her womb was a a tomb at that point. <laughs> it couldn't bring forth anything. And so she's thinking, we got to help God along. How can we do this thing? But one of the things the Bible's trying to teach us is God really doesn't need our help. He just needs our faith, trust, and obedience. Amen. And that was a small mistake that Abram made. <laughs> yeah. And, and from that mistake was uh, um, their son uh, Ishmael was born. And if we read there, um, verse number 18, and Abraham said unto God again, Oh, that Ishmael, who is now born, okay, he's probably what? 13, 13 years, years old, old, yeah. yeah. Uh, might live before thee. And God said, and now here's God speaking. He's going to enter into this equation. Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him, for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And it goes on in verse 20. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall be he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant, the covenant of blessing, the covenant of the land, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Amen. So interesting. And I, and I can see Abraham, a good man with a good heart. And here he has this uh, child with uh, the maid. And, and so like it's uh, 
a half child, so to speak, kind of adopted into his home, and he mm-hmm. loves that child. Yeah, he's the father, and he wants something for that child. And God says, "I'm going to give him a a physical blessing. I'm going to make him fruitful." There's going to be lots of little Ishmaelites running around one day. I'll multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes will have maybe the prince of Saudi Arabia, the prince of Iran, the various princes. I'll make him a great nation. He'll have a lot of nations. But but the covenant is to Isaac and and to his son Jacob. That's who I'm going to give the land to. They can have the lands around there. Yes, exactly. But, but not that land. But not that particular right. land. And God is the God owns all the land. He owns the earth. The earth is the Lord's. Yes. That's what it says. Yeah, Amen. that's right. The he earth created is the Lord's. It. <laughs> and we see the uh, Abrahamic covenant, if you look, um, say, at chapter 26. Yep. Just yep. in case we're not sure, God tells us once again in the first few verses of that chapter, uh, you want to read a little, he's going to confirm the covenant again yeah. to this same son, Isaac. And that's oh. important because Isaac's going to have some sons, too. And so in verse 1, it shows Isaac went down to meet Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in the city of Gerar. And uh, the Lord appeared to him and he said, go not down to Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and I will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give all these countries. I will perform the earth, the oath that I swear unto Abraham thy father, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries, all these countries. Yes. <laughs> and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. Boy, another a great lesson that God's teaching, a spiritual lesson, is with obedience comes blessing. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And and um, we we see in this now this promise which includes a land. Well, the, the Bible is going to actually identify the land for us later on. But we see this promise going to Abraham, to his son Isaac. He yes. had other sons, but to Isaac. And then Isaac is going to have some children, and one of those children is named Jacob. Yes. And Jacob, if we looked at the 28th chapter of Genesis, and um, we're going to see that now the promise is going to move on to Jacob. So from Abraham to Isaac, not Ishmael, to Jacob. Yes. And um, I don't know, from verse 10, a few verses or wherever you think. And, there, and, 10, and, and Jacob was there. taking a trip to go see his uncle and he went out from Beersheba and he headed toward Haran where his uncle was. And uh, he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. I got to get some rest. And he he couldn't find a motel. He took stones of the place and put them for a pillow and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder was set up upon the earth and the top of the ladder reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it, the ladder. And behold, the Lord stood above it. And said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereupon thou liest. To thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And there is the promise, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east. Out of Jacob came the Jews, and they've spread all over the earth. Yeah, yeah, as a matter uh, of fact, to the Jacob. north and south, yeah. Jacob was called later on. God renamed him Israel. Israel. Yeah. Yeah, in the 32nd chapter. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and thy and in and and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with thee. I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. You were just saying that about the Jews. Yeah. They've and, been kept for those 2,000 years, even when they didn't have a land. I will keep thee whether thou goest. Yeah, and this and, is something only God can do. And then I will bring thee again into this land. Yeah. I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. Of You know, you're listening to the What is Truth program. We're with you every Sunday morning for one hour. We're looking at the current events, and we're finding the roots of what's happening right now in the branches of everything we're seeing go all the way down to God's promises in the book of Genesis. We have Pastor Ed Luongo with us, done a lot of good research on this. We invite you to listen to the old shows at our website, Grace and Truth Church. Got to spell it out, graceandtruthchurch.org. Go to the website there, look at the YouTube videos, and stick around for the second half of the show. We'll be right back after station identification. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second edition of the What is Truth program. We've been talking about the current events in the Middle East and we're we're trying to find out how far back does this thing go. And we were looking at a, a copy of the Jerusalem Palestine Post back in 1948 when the state of Israel was born after being gone for almost 19 centuries because they'd been thrown out of the land in 70 AD. And here they come back, but we're finding out the roots of this go way, way beyond before that. We were looking at the book of beginnings in the Bible, the book of Genesis, and we're seeing that that God uh, personally called a man named Abram, gave him the name Abraham, and made a promise to him that uh, God said, I will give thee the land unto this land will I give unto thy seed. And uh, Abraham thanked him. And then Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. And God told him the covenant will continue with Isaac. And then we saw Isaac had a number of sons and uh, God called the one son Jacob. And so the Lord appeared to him and said, uh, I'm going to give thee the land that I promised thy father Abraham and Isaac. I will give it to thee and to thy seed. And so the promise has been something from God a long time ago that this piece of real estate on the planet, it's not a big piece of real estate. It's a small piece of real estate, but it's a covenantal promise of God given to his people. And I think the reasons are we'll see and there's going to be a temple there. Uh, his son, Jesus, is going to be there in that land, going to be born in that land, going to minister in that land. God has a lot of good reasons for it. Sure. Um, again, wanting to bring a Savior to the world, and he's going to do it through a human um, human parents, yes. human mother. <clears throat> and it would be of uh, this line from Israel through the tribe of Judah, which Judah was part of those 12 tribes of Jacob. Jacob, one Israel. of us. Amen. Amen. So, uh, and, you know, God even defined the land that, were, that he was talking about. In Genesis chapter 15, he gave them, oh, yeah, that's when, he, right. when he talks about the land, 
He tells them the land. This isn't the only place, but in Genesis 15, verse 18, you want to read a little bit there, brother? Sure. This is when uh, the the Lord is appearing to Abram at one point and just uh, confirming to him his promises. It says, the word of the Lord came to Abram, and Abram believed in the Lord, and God counted it to him for righteousness. And I think one of the great spiritual lessons, even before we get to the historical social truth and the geographical truth, is that what God is looking for is a heart that will believe in his word. And when someone believes in God's word, he considers that person right with him, righteous, he calls him. Right. And and so Abraham did that, and um, it came to pass that uh, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. And he said, unto thy seed... Have I given this land, the boundaries from the river of Egypt, that would be the Nile, on, that would be on the, on the west, the last, yeah. to the great river, the river Euphrates on the east. Boy, that's in Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> um, it goes a long way. Yeah, that's a, this is a big piece of land he promised them. And also the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaims, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. You're going to have those lands also. That's that's a big piece of land. That would encompass uh, Lebanon, uh, Syria. That encompasses a lot of territory. Yeah. God's uh, promise. God's promise. We, we don't have to look them up, but I'll, I'll at least mention that um, God gives all the land on both sides of the Jordan. Joshua chapter 21, verse 43. Yeah. And even it says in Deuteronomy 3.20, beyond Jordan. So that would be not just the West Bank, but if you will, the East Bank of the river. Yeah. And there was an interesting thing in, in Joshua 15. And we'll have to kind of set that stage a little bit. But Joshua chapter 15, a place that's in the news every day. Right. mentioned. Arab. In Joshua 15. Verse 50-something, where is that? Joshua 15, well, the verse, the one I'm thinking about is uh, verse 47. Is that uh, what you're thinking of? Ashdod with her towns and Gaza with her towns and villages. And I was thinking in verse 52, Arab, Arab. Gotcha. Yeah, which is good. The Arabs are there too. These are promises that they were to have these places. Uh, This was land that was to be given to the Judeans, the Jews, Ashdod, Gaza, uh, yeah, these are lands yeah, that were so given the, to them. And, and this Gaza that I read here is the same Gaza we're talking about today in the newspaper. Right. All this land was given to uh, the people of Israel. By God. By God who owned it all. By a covenant. And, and a covenant, and it was an everlasting covenant. So people can talk all they want about things. It is everlasting means just that, everlasting. Again, yeah. and the surest proof if you will, outside of the scripture, which is more sure. But it's the fact that there they are. There are the Israelites in that very promised land, not having taken possession of all of it yet. Yes. But they're there. And and this land, um, we just read from Joshua. Joshua was a man of God that took over the leadership of the people of Israel after Moses. Moses led the people out of a 400-year um, bondage, uh, bondage in Egypt, in Egypt yeah. yeah, and led them out. Moses led them for, for 40 years through the wilderness wanderings. And, and uh, when he died, uh, a man by the name of Joshua was, was chosen. And Joshua led the people of Israel into the land of Canaan. Called the promised land. Called the promised land. Called the promised land. Yeah. It's an interesting spiritual picture, too, that we've studied many times for the listener because Moses represents the law. 
and the law couldn't get them into the promised That's land. Good. And Joshua is the name, it's the old Hebrew name for Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is Joshua, they call him. Yeah. And so Jesus can get you into the promised land. Yeah, that's but that's a, a spiritual great, picture. But, but that's a great picture. No, listen, you know, we always want to talk spiritual things, not just history things. Right, right. right. And you're right, that's a great picture, is yeah. the law can't get you there. Yeah. Folks, but, but, the, the, those traditions and things that, that you may be thinking are good enough for you, they're not good enough to get you to heaven. They may be good enough to live with, but it's not good enough to die with. Yeah. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure. I mean, I, there's there's no question that, that the world obviously would be a better place if people obeyed the Ten Commandments. But, but then that's life on this planet. Right. Then what happens when you close your eyes in death? You want to go to be with the Lord. And the only way to be with the Lord is by faith and trust in the new covenant, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and the Mosaic covenant was the old Testament. Yeah. The world's a better place if we'd follow the law of Moses, but I, you know, I'd like to make the next step and that can only be through the new covenant with Jesus. Amen. But that covenant he made, to Abraham, later he told the prophet Jeremiah in the 33rd uh, chapter. Yeah, I'm there. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. And he was, he was saying the same thing. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah as saying, thus saith the Lord, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should not be day and night in their season. Like you think you can stop the sun from rising? You can think you can stop the moon from from the four, uh, you know, the quarter moon, the full moon. You think you can stop that? Then, then you can also my covenant be broken with David, my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne, as uh, and with the Levites to be my priests and my ministers. As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David, my servant and the Levites that minister unto me. And so there he's, he's telling you, this is an everlasting promise. This is something I'm not going to break. And now we've introduced another individual, historical, historical individual, David. Amen. And David is, was the writer of many of the Psalms. He was the, the uh, psalmist, the, the uh, what's the Bible say? The, 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 the sweet psalmist, psalmist of Israel. Israel. Sweet psalmist of Israel. By the way, I, I yeah. often think for the listener... You know, the Bible is a big book and, and it's a daunting book. And we're reading all this history and we're, we're flipping from book to book and chapter to chapter. And you go, I can't do that. You know what you could do? You could open the Psalms. Yes. That's a simple book for anyone to open. They're short. Some of them are as short as eight verses. Uh, and you can read and they really will get you to know about the God that made all these promises. And I think that's the key thing is yeah. getting to know that God. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always, as I teach, you teach, as I teach, my one goal and desire is always to get the listener to fall in love with this book because Amen. I know they'll find their Savior in this <laughs> book. That's good. Yeah, so that's that's where I like to go with that. But um, so as we thinking about this thing, so God's made this promise. He said it's an everlasting promise. And again, yes. there's the people of Israel in the land of Israel until, uh, it, you know, some have tried to call it Palestine. And But we see God owned it. And God said, this is how much I'm going to give to you. And we find the people of Israel in that land again. And yet they weren't always in that land. Right. There were a number of times, and God actually, again, prophesied. Yes. And these are important things. He prophesied um, twice, I believe it is, where 
um, the people of Israel would be cast out of the land, but returned to the land. Yeah. And then out of the land, and then in the latter days, return to the land. Yeah. And um, some of that was um, early on, the captivities around 600 B.C. of... of um, when the Babylonians the, took them? Yeah, the Assyrians and the Babylonians uh, took uh, Israel, and they came back into the land. They built their, their uh, uh, city again, the city of Jerusalem, which, by the way, we mentioned David uh, just a little while ago. Pastor Caesar was reading about uh, David, King David, the king of Israel over United Kingdom of Israel, that sweet psalmist, yes. uh, he was in that line. He's a, he was an Israelite. He's a Jew, an Israelite. Yep. And and those promises were continuing in him um, that we saw. But You know, it's interesting as you were looking, these names you called out, you called out Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob, uh, David. We saw Jeremiah. What God is doing is he's making the same promise to a number of people over and over and over. I think one of the things we learn is God doesn't change his word. Amen. God God is consistent. You know, in a world that's always changing, we need something constant. Yeah. And amen. here's God giving us something constant. Amen. That's a good point, brother. Yeah. Um, it's good. I like, when I pick up the Bible, I like to know when it says, thus saith the Lord, that thus saith the <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it, the Bible claims itself to be the words of God Amen. and they're pure words in a King James Bible for English speaking people. That's what you want to get. You, you can bank on that, not only just now listener, but for eternity. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's right. And so Israel was, you know, they were out of the land and then they're back in the land. And then in something happened in 70 AD. Yeah. Um, the, the Jews were in their land. They were, they were in the promised land, uh, you know, the part of Jerusalem. The Lord Jesus Christ uh, had just been crucified um, 30 or so years earlier, 40 years earlier. And the Jews were then thrown out of the land in what's been called the diaspora or diaspora. Or, or the dispersion. Yeah, yeah, the dispersion, which means the dispersion. Yeah. They were dispersed as God said they would be throughout the entire world. You know, that's a prophecy that God made, that they would be thrown out of the land and, and put into the whole world, but regathered again in the latter days. You got something there, brother? No, I'm just looking at the, at the time when Jesus was here. It, it broke his heart. He wept over Jerusalem because what had happened was the very place where a God gave the throne to David and allowed David's son Solomon to build the temple. And the, and the temple was the place of truth. They, they began to drift from the truth and to fall into traditions. And Jesus yes. warned them. I mean, you're, you're, you're making null the word of God by all your traditions. And in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, the last day he was there in, in the temple before he went to the cross, he said, behold, your house is left to you desolate. I mean, I mean, you, you've you've abandoned the word of God. I, and I know, and look, I'm glad we're doing this study on history and social truth. But for the individual listener, what God wants is for you never to abandon his word. The one place you can turn is to God and his word and his son. And Amen. Jesus said, your house is desolate. Jesus went out. He departed from the temples. The disciples hurried after him and they said, well, we'll look at the buildings of the temple one more time. Don't give up on it. And Jesus said, do you see these things? Verily, I say to you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. He knew 
that what was going to happen very near future, like you were seeing in 70 AD, the Romans would come in and destroy the temple, and now they stand at the Wailing Wall. Yeah. And and they have been, they were dispersed in 70 AD. They were dispersed throughout various countries and throughout the world. Um, America, Germany, we know, yep. uh, things that happened there. And yet in the uh, prophet Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, if you want to, if you're going somewhere else, that's fine. I can read. No, you read it. God promises in the 36th chapter, the verse 24, he said, for I will take you, speaking to the Jews, from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. It's an amazing thing. An amazing because thing. because I mean here they left in in seventy A.D. and they were scattered all over the earth in in the dispersion or the diaspora, and yet they retained their identity as Jews. Uh, God had made a promise, uh, 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 even a prophecy. It said, uh, "The people shall dwell alone; they shall not be reckoned among the nations." That was in fourteen hundred and fifty-two B.C. God said, "Even if my people leave the land, they're going to remember who they are, and everywhere they went, they they retained their Jewish yes. Judaistic ways." Yes, and over and over again in the Bible, um, we find the word Jerusalem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jerusalem is in the scriptures. I looked it up. 814 times. Yes, yeah, 814 times. Amazing. Yeah, and and um, because God has a lot to say about the Jews and Jerusalem. And in the Quran, we find the word Jerusalem. Zero. Zero times. No. It's it's not in their book. Muhammad was an Arab. He had nothing to do with He never went to Jerusalem. Right. He. Yep. Now, we find. So why are they fighting for it? Confusion, it's got to be. Well, you know, another I, spirit. It's another spirit. There you go. The Bible we're says we're back to the garden. We're we're, <laughs> we're back to that garden. The, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible says yes, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So these battles that take place at the at the essence of them is that there's a spiritual battle going on in the heavens. We learned that in the book of Daniel, the prophet Daniel. There's these spiritual battles going on and God has put into the hearts of some people uh, to hate the people of Israel. Not God has, uh, Satan has put in the hearts of some people to hate the people of Israel. Yeah, yeah. And and again, remember God said there's going to be enmity between you, Satan, and and your descendants, your seed, and the woman, Israel, and her seed. And, And Paul was a Jew, in the New Testament, and he told Timothy, it's going to be perilous times. The Spirit speaks expressly in in the latter times. They're going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And and here we have people believing that somehow that that land is theirs when God's made it so clear in book after book after book of both Old and New Testament. Yeah, and, and the Lord, that, yeah. even in, in, again, that great prophet Ezekiel, yeah. The 37th chapter, he even laid it out how he was going to bring the people back in. Yeah, amen. In those first um, few verses of Ezekiel 37, you want to look there? You want to oh, oh, sure, great. Um, read a little bit. We can just talk about Where it. Where do you want me bit. to start around? Uh, you can start wherever you like. Yeah, in verse 1, he starts to lay it out, but you don't okay, have to go Okay, so there. here's the prophet Ezekiel, and uh, God is using him to write uh, a book of the Bible, which later on, Peter would say, these holy men of God didn't do it of their own will. They spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God, this is God's book. And and Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, 
He carried me in my spirit, the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of a valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by round about these bones. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. They were very dry. And then he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, thou knowest. I don't know. (laughs) And he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you. Ye shall live. I will lay sinews, that's like tendons upon you. I'll bring up flesh upon you. I will cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So as you as you read there, let me just skip for a second. Sure. In verse 11, it identifies the bones. It okay. says, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Amen. They're Jews. They're Jews. Yeah. And he goes on in verse number seven. <clears throat> so I prophesied as I was commanded. Yes. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld low, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them. Now the breath in the Bible speaks of the spirit of God entering in and bringing life to somebody. And when the Jewish people entered into their promised land in 1948 as a nation, they didn't, they, they entered in as a secular nation by and large. It's a secular nation with a small religious uh, profile there, but they really is, there's no spiritual life in them by and large. Um, and God went on. So, and that's exactly what happened in history. And that, but he went on and he said, uh, verse nine, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Now the wind's going to speak of the spirit prophesy son of man and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds, O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Amen. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. And then he says, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And he goes on, verse 12, therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves, the graves of all the countries that they've been buried in, and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. The regathering. The regathering, 1948. The the Zionist movement, yeah. The Zionist movement. That was a a work of God. This was a work of God. Absolutely. Um, Zion is is God's land. It's Jerusalem and and uh, God said, I'm going to bring them back into this land. And eventually he will make a new covenant with the Jews, which you can read about both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Yeah. I, I remember a Got psalm something? that I like, um, and it's Psalm 132, and in the 13th verse, it says, the Lord hath chosen Zion. Ah. He hath desired it for his habitation. The Lord said, this is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her with bread. I will clothe her with salvation. And the saints shall shout aloud for joy. I mean, this is a promise. God has great plans for that nation. The son of God's going to come back. I think that's the son of God talking. I'm going to rest here. I'm going to dwell here. 
It's a promise of the second coming. Amen. Yeah, this this all begins with the Lord and ends with the Lord. And whether Jew or Gentile, everyone needs salvation. Amen. Everyone needs the Lord. There is no other good way out of this life. So so this battle, now now we'll, we'll go from the social uh, and the historical and the geographical uh, to the spiritual and the personal. Sure. Okay. So, so listeners says, well, how uh, does this affect me? Well, one of the ways I think is God uses these things to get your attention. Your attention is drawn to God's land. And then he wants you to think, well, what do you think of this land? What do you think of the God of this land? I mean, his desire is that the, the two people fighting right now, you've got Isaac's sons, You've got Ishmael, the, those would be the Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Isaac's people with the Old Testament. You've got the Ishmael people with the Quran, and they're and they're fighting. But what both of them need is the promise of the New Testament. Amen. Individually, God can save a Muslim. He can save a Jew. He can save a German. He can save an American. He can save anyone. That promise you read way, way back there in Genesis when sin entered in and the devil confused everyone. God said, look, I've got a promise. I'm going to bring the seed. That seed is going to bruise the head of the devil. That's the hope of Israel. All nations are going to be blessed because of the hope of Israel. That's the Messiah. Yes. So all of us need to turn to the Messiah. Amen. And to bring that around back from Abraham to Christ in the great um, New Testament book of Galatians. Okay. Chapter number three. Yeah, great. um, We look at, say, oh, 316. You want to read that, brother? Sure. 316. And and, uh, Paul is speaking. He says, brethren, I'm speaking after the manner of men, Uh, though it uh, be but a man's covenant. Yet, if it be confirmed, no man can disannul it or add thereto. Now, let's look at Abraham and his seed. That's the promises were made to them. He didn't say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, God said, which is Christ. Amen. And this, I say, is the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ. The inheritance is not of the law. If it is, it's no more a promise. Verse 18, God gave the promise to Abraham. That's it. And so it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. The law was our schoolmaster, he says in verse 24. That's an important verse. To bring us to Christ. To Christ. That we may be justified by faith. Amen. Uh, We are the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. That is the point of all of this. It's a spiritual battle going on. And yes, there's physical battles, but it's really a spiritual battle between um, God and his plans and the devil trying to mess things up so, from the so, garden. So so even if, if I were looking at it and and I, I saw correctly, I don't, I don't know which sign to hold at the college. Should I hold a sign for Palestine or Israel? And I get the historical truth and I hold the sign for Israel God wants me to take the next step beyond the historical and the social and the geographical. He wants to get to the spiritual one. It's not just the fact that it's Israel's land. It's actually God's, God's land. land. It's Christ's land. Yes. It's called Emmanuel land That's right. in, in Isaiah. Amen. And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. This was the purpose of the Messiah coming to save the world. This all the way back to that garden experience, all the way to today and what we see going on today. 
Israel and the battles going on today just, again, proves once again that the Bible is right Amen. and God speaks truth. And, and, and the Lord Jesus' plan is to come back the second time and to sit on the throne and to rule in Israel. And the devil, that's probably why he's so angry. He's got everybody fighting over Israel. Yes. I mean, you think people be fighting over Washington or London or Tokyo. Why all this fighting over Gaza yep. and this little strip there? It really is a cup of trembling and a burdensome stone. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for, for spending this hour with us. Look, if you have a friend and they didn't hear this and you want to give them opportunity, you want to go to the website. We are sponsored by a little church called Grace and Truth Church. And uh, they sponsor us and they have a website. You just go to Google and Google Grace and Truth Church. You got to spell it all out and you got to put the word church there. One long string of letters like a monkey would do it. Graceandtruthchurch.org. And up will come the homepage. And when the homepage comes up, there's a place that uh, says sermons. You click that. And then when it opens up, there's a whole bunch of opportunities. Click YouTube. And when you click the YouTube, you can go to the What is Truth programs and you can listen to today's program. Brother, what should we title this? The, the True History of Israel or how do you want to? That's as, that's as good as any for now, but the, the True History of Israel. But more importantly, we're going to take you beyond just the land of Israel. God wants to take you to the promised land, which is the new Jerusalem Amen. and the new earth. And that's going to be with his son forever. That's the gift of eternal life that only comes through Jesus Christ, the Lord. Thanks for listening to us. We'll be with you next week. And until we're with you, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? the radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.